Good evening and welcome to another episode of my podcast. Um, Tonight I'm going to talk about the King of Pentacles, which is the card I picked yesterday to represent today. And I'm going to get into how it related to my day. And it actually related to my day very much. Um, So I read the definition from the um, interpretation guide for the Modern Witch Tarot deck. So I'm just going to read the definition for the King of Pentacles from the Modern Witchcraft Book of Tarot by Sky Alexander. Um, This is my absolute favorite book. Um, about the tarot and if you're interested in learning how to read the cards I think you should definitely pick up this book Um, so it says here for the definition uh, keywords are security material success stability strength and worldly power and it says when the king of pentacles appears upright He signifies a practical matter, finances, property, career slash work, common sense, and security. If he represents a real person, it's someone who's a pillar of the community, a business leader, a a person of wealth and substance, perhaps your boss or father. You can depend on him for support or advice in practical areas. And um, first of all, it definitely hit with me because the fact that it has to do with security and career. um, I actually applied for a job there a couple weeks ago. Of course, it's another office job. But in my opinion, I think after five years, I don't know about everyone, but I think most people need to change because I think you just get really caught off in the energies of the people you're working with and for in an office and like it gets stagnant and everyone's just so for the most part most people are miserable and backbiting and bitter and just everyone's just unhappy and stressed out so like there's gonna be backbiting and you know guilt and shame because you know you might get mad and say something you wish you could take back or maybe someone said something to you that really seemed dirty and like you took it hard and you probably even kept you up at night thinking about it. So I just think um, in my case where I suffer from some personality disorder and, um, and also from mental illness, I'm sure there's more than one diagnosis there and I know there is. But it's really hard for me to be around the same personalities and I like to switch it up. And I've been at my current um, place of employment now for six years, six years and a bit. So I think it's time to switch it up, even though I'm going into a similar job, um, because where I am um, in this kind of work, in this particular field is where you make the the better money and I mean it's not a lot of money but it's enough money that you can survive you know and get by and have a little bit of spending money so I think um, a change will do me good if it's the right job and this particular job you work in like a group setting you're not working for the same um, same person all the time like it's kind of overflow and group assignments So I think that would be better for me because I find it really hard being stuck under um, 
the same person as my superior for a very long time because I just get irritable with them. Every little thing about them bugs me. And if there's anything they do, they treat me badly. Like it just, it seems to dominate everything else. And I just get so mentally sick from it. So I need to switch it up. And um, so I applied for a job. And today I actually got a call for an interview, which I have at 11 a.m. tomorrow. So like the King of Pentacles automatically is relating to that. Maybe I'll get a job offer and um, I'll do better financially. Maybe I'll be happier for a while because working in an office. I don't know. I'll be really surprised, but I'm going to stay positive if it stays great. Um, It's scary and like, you know, you got to overcome fear in order to keep going and succeed in life and be happy. So I'm not going to let fear stand in my way. And if everything sounds right and I like what I'm hearing about this job and I get an offer, I will probably take it. So that's pretty interesting that I got that call today. And today was a nice, sunny, um, crisp fall day. The sun was shining. It had that brisk air, but it's beautiful. I've always loved autumn and the colors are starting to come out. The trees, the reds, the oranges, and the browns. And I just felt really good when I woke up today. I've been feeling um, like mentally sick the past few weeks and I've been really off. But I think the fact that I've been away from work for a few days now and I've just had some peace and quiet and I could just decompress. So I'm feeling a lot better. And um, the thing, my grandmother passed away, as I mentioned last evening, She passed away October 3rd, so I'm coming to terms with that as well. It's still sad, but I'm starting to feel better today about things. And uh, my mood was, um, it's been really good today. I would give it, you know, 7 out of 10. And that's that's magnificent for me. Um, So like I felt stronger and I felt like I just felt more confidence in myself. And... um, Saturday, me and my father had a very significant fight, and I hate fighting. It literally makes me feel suicidal. But everyone's been under a lot of pressure. My mother, my father, and I were at the home. My grandmother was dying in the bed, and there was a lot of emotions going through all of us, and we decided to go out for dinner. And... I started the birth control pills a couple weeks ago and um, like they really mess with my moods and give me extreme anger and irritability. It really affects me and I think it was taking effect on me and my moods were just all over the place. Um, The reason I'm taking it is because I have stage five endometriosis and my menstrual periods literally like stress the life out of me and um going to work on your menstrual period when you have stage five endometriosis is it's hard very hard um it's not even a word to describe it it's just it's traumatic and um that's why i had to take the pill i've been again i had i just saw like i wouldn't take it for like the past five years because i remember that when i took it before I gained all kinds of weight and I was losing my hair and my moods were just unreal, like it was ruining my life. 
but I said maybe now that I do yoga and I know more about myself and my mental health and I know when I get triggered and it's like my a depression is coming on that I might be able to deal with it and um I had an MRI and my endometriosis is coming back again after my surgery and it's punctured through the my sigmoid colon um, in my bowel so like a resection could be in the future um, which really scares me and it um, makes me very emotional and also I had a surgery about two years ago and it was 12 hours I was on the table for 12 hours I had that much um, that much endometriosis and adhesions and I had an excellent surgeon and she did what she could and um, it took her 12 hours and she didn't even get it all in that amount of time but I felt like a lot better after the surgery and um, but I started when I like when I go back to work and stress brings on all the inflammation in my body and then I eat comfort eat you know and I don't like I let myself go and um, I think I don't know that might what I caught that's why it's back again um, another big mass uh, seven centimeters I believe it is Um, but I'm gonna have another MRI in a couple months time and I'm on that's why I started to take the birth control pill again which was advised by my surgeon my specialist Um, so I took her advice and I'm gonna give it a try and it's it's really difficult but um yeah i'm doing it and i will get into more about my endometriosis later on but i was talking about the dinner with my father and the big fight and the fact that i was on birth control and that my grandmother was like dying literally uh wasn't helping me and whenever i'm stressed out or frustrated or got anything going on that's putting me off like I find my father just triggers me into this deep dark place um I become this person that I don't like I don't recognize and I can't control what I say it's like I just have a ball of anger in my chest and my father brings it out like I spit fire at him it just comes out of me and I feel extreme guilt later um, but it's his narcissist personality and his, he tries to control, he needs to take over a situation. Um, he's just so worried all the time about what other people think. If he knew I was doing this podcast and even mentioned him without mentioning his name, he would lose his mind. So that's the type of person he is and he just he gives me a lot of tension. Um, but I love him to death. He, he's also the best father he would do anything in the world for me literally like he would give his life for me he's gotten me out of so many financial situations he's been there for me during very dark times that's what makes it harder because it's such a love-hate relationship because i get so angry with him but then i love him so much so then i get the guilt later which literally eats away at me And um, that was Saturday evening, about two hours before my grandmother died. Um, We went out for dinner. We left and told the nurses and doctors at the home that to call my mom if she if anything was going on because we knew she was going to die. But we just needed to needed a break and needed to get something to eat. So we went out to dinner and. 
I was just picking at my dad constantly. My mother told me he stopped taking his blood pressure medication and his cholesterol medication and he eats, I mean like a Big Mac every day type of diet. And he smokes um, about two packs of cigarettes a day and he sleeps probably three hours a night and he stresses himself to death and he doesn't exercise whatsoever. So like he's a walking time bomb. So with that information in my head, I was feeling um, scared inside and it gave me fear of losing my dad. And that comes out in an angry way, um, which happened to me that night when we went to dinner. So um, he ordered 10 wings, um, french fries, all this bad food. And I was giving him a hard time about ordering that while he was off his medications which he kind of laughed off and um that was that um but like I kept picking at him I don't know I was just it was just coming out of me and he gets really embarrassed about everything especially when it comes to money um he grew up in a family of 11 children and they were basically poor and um so anything to do with money like he would he tries everything to not look cheap he's very generous but he's very wasteful at the same time but he has so much pride and my mother stepped out to go to the bathroom and she had a piece of chicken left and she wanted to take that home with her um for her dog which is fine so when the waitress came by i said um she wants to pack up that chicken and take it to go and dad cuts in and says oh that's for the dog because he's so embarrassed that the waitress would think that we're taking the chicken because we're cheap and we're hungry and we just don't can't waste any bit of food which there's nothing wrong with that i mean if we wanted to take it to eat it well good for you we're not wasting food but that's the way my dad thinks and he was extremely embarrassed and um I said well he was embarrassed after I said no maybe she wants to eat it like I just said it just came out of me because I was so irritated that he just worries so much about what everybody thinks and that was that I pushed the nuclear bomb button and he blew up so he left the restaurant He went outside and stood by his car and had a cigarette and he was furious and me and mom walked out together and like he wouldn't even look at me I knew he was fuming Um, and he said to mom I heard him say it in a loud voice she's nothing but an embarrassing little fucker so you know that hurt but maybe I deserved it He was so furious. And I could see his mouth going, his lips going in the car as he drove off angrily. And I just felt so terrible because my mother don't need that right now. She was going through the death of my grandmother. And then I, like, I did go too far with it, I know. And I felt extremely guilty. And to be honest, as I was driving home, I was feeling suicidal. I was planning to go into the woods behind my house and hang myself but those thoughts comfort me which is it's very odd I know so anyway I was just having a really hard night after that and then I so I texted mom and dad mom and said I'm sorry I can't come to the home right now I don't want to make this more difficult for you and dad 
and she was fine with that and I apologized to dad and said I went too far and he said all good we haven't spoken since um my grandmother died about an hour after those text exchanges and my mother called me um my dad didn't communicate with me because I pressed the button I went too far if you embarrass him I don't know but he's never called me anything like that before even my mother told me that there tonight over a text so I haven't been speaking with him so that's bothering me um and like I feel like it's my fault and we just have such an unhealthy relationship and um it really affects me so that's what happened Saturday and that had me like I was really down and it brought me into a dark depression um you know I was just feeling so awful and everything about my father and so but today I woke up and I was feeling so good I'm like oh my god you know I feel like I'm just cherish every day that I wake up and feel happy like I felt free I got up I had a cup of tea I walked my dog I did yoga and then um, I picked up some dinner, like I mentioned, bringing, and I brought it over to my ex because um, it was his birthday. So I picked up some fried chicken, taters, gravy, coleslaw, and a cookies and cream cake and some soda. And it was delicious. It was a really, it was a nice time. Um, it was really happy feeling. I always enjoy being around my ex, believe it or not, like he's such he's my best friend and we have so much in common we both love to um go deep into the conspiracy theories and we both love watching joe rogan like in podcasts and we just have so much in common and we built such a a life together that it's hard to just not be together whatsoever and we share two dogs as well so I went over there and we had a nice little dinner and then we watched some of the Joe Rogan podcast. I can't even tell you how much Joe Rogan has helped me throughout my life and um, he's gotten me through some hard days. You should definitely check out his podcast if you haven't. It will change your life. Um, there's every kind of topic there. He has psychologists on. He does a bit of everything and he's a good guy. Um, you can tell. And me being an empath, yeah, I know he's a good guy and it's genuine. And I've I've done card readings on him and it's been nothing but good stuff, you know? He's honest, he's not sensitive, he he's open and he lets everyone have their own opinion. He doesn't jump down your throat. He's an expert MMA artist. So, yeah, he's really great. So we watched an episode of that. And then my ex put his arm around me and wanted, you know, I guess he wanted to be close. I know that he wants to be back together, but I'm not ready for that. I don't know if I ever will. I'm not sure. But he pulled me in close and that was fine. I mean, it was his birthday and I figured I could use a bit of, you know, love at that time. So we were cuddling, watching the show. It felt great. And, um, you know, he tried to advance further into it, but I cut it down. I'm just not ready for that yet. I don't want to, like, in order for me to want to sleep with somebody, I gotta have that spark, you know, where I don't feel attracted to them unless I want to be with them and they're making me feel that 
you know, that urge form. Otherwise, like, I just don't enjoy having sex with somebody. I don't know, it's probably the antidepressants I take. Um, it could be anything, I don't know. That's so, I I declined his advances, but that was fine. Um, we were we still had a pleasant evening, evening, and then I went on home, I took the dog, and here I am now, and I had a nice conversation with my mother over text. She is having a hard time still of course and she's got a lot of guilt she thinks that she pushed it with the morphine and she feels bad about mom being in the nan being in the home you know it's just natural process when you're grieving and i tried to comfort her as best i could i find me and my mother have gotten a lot closer since we both figured out dad was a narcissist and that a lot of our like you know growing up it was just constant arguments and fire and fights and like I did research on it later on when I got out and um we I realized I was a narcissist and I filled mom in and we had many chats about it and so we connected more but like I still can't trust my mother because she's the type of woman that will tell me everything I want to hear and agree with me and then her and her, her and dad will have a good conversation together and she'll tell them everything I said. So, you know, that's the kind of relationship I have with my parents. But regardless, I'll say what I'll say it like it is because I would tell my father it anyway. So I told her how I was feeling about dad and we had a nice little chat and then I sent her a podcast about the grieving process. And I think that was good. Um, so yeah, like the King of Pentacles... It really resonated for me today. Um, I'll just read another couple things there in the definitions. And it says, in a reading about money, this card shows you're in a secure position financially. An investment should pay off or you're advised to go ahead with a money matter you're considering. Good organization and practicality will benefit you. And it says, regarding your job, If the reading is about your job, the king shows success coming to you. Your position is stable and you're using your resources wisely. You can take the lead in a business venture. Now, isn't that something? Because I got that interview call today. And in a reading about love, this card indicates a mature, stable relationship in which you support one another. Sometimes it shows a relationship based on money, status or security. So I think that relates to me and my ex. We support one another. We're always there for each other. And it always makes me feel better when I have a talk with him because I'm so open with him. I mean, I can't talk to anybody in the world like I do with him. And he knows me more than anybody and definitely more than my parents. So like it's like a little therapy session and um, we had a good chat. So I think like, the king of pentacles totally resonated with me today so there you go um this experiment is going well so the card that i picked for tomorrow i picked this time from the everyday witch tarot and it's the mini deck it's by deborah blake and it's i really like it i only got it a couple days ago but I picked the Six of Swords. And there wasn't an actual 
booklet with definitions with this deck. I don't know why, it's really strange. So I'm going to use the book that I was just reading from, The Modern Witchcraft Book of Tarot by Sky Alexander to read out the definition for the Six of Swords. So the keywords are movement, escape, a change for the better. Um, and then it goes on to say, the Six of Swords represents moving away from past troubles, putting them behind you. It marks the beginning of a new phase after a time of up upheaval. Some decks depict a person in a boat, varying six swords symbolizing pain, struggles, regrets, or losses across a body of water so the wounds can heal on another, another shore. The upright six suggests smooth sailing ahead as you leave behind the trauma and sadness of the past. You're embarking on a new path and the changes you make now are based in the wisdom you've gained through suffering. Sometimes this card symbolizes a journey, either of a physical or spiritual nature, perhaps a vision quest. So that's my card for tomorrow, guys, the Six of Swords. And um, we will see where that takes me and if it resonates. So I will catch up with you tomorrow. I hope you have a lovely evening. And thank you once again for listening. Bye.